Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles Berlin. Say what? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, listeners? Hope everyone had a great first week of 2020. Yes. Welcome to the show. A new decade, Dave. A new decade. Yes. Yes, sir. Feels like just last year we were... On this set. Wait, what? No, yeah, we well, that's true. We were. It's true. Last decade, last year, both. Yeah. We were here. Yes. Man, t- D- time flies. Dave, let me tell you something that I don't want to do in 2020. Word. Okay. It has to do with the story that I came across when I was doing a little research for our segment, Rip from the Headlines. You're aware of this segment, correct? I love it. Yes. Well, it's it's the main it's the main focus of our show. If you didn't know, you've been with us for a while. I think you've got that. Um, so true, Dave. I re- came across a headline that said the title was 10 hotels made entirely out of ice that you need to stay in." Ew. The entire they can't mean the entire thing. They mean it, Dave. Ew. I went into these stories and I was like, I was like yourself. I was like. That's not the whole thing. Nope. They're like talking like, like just like a room or like the yeah, yeah, yeah. the lobby. Like no. the main attraction. No, no, I was wrong. It's all out of ice. Like the the whole the, thing. the bed frames, the nightstands, the walls. Jeez. Like that sounds awful. It does. Yes! It does. Yes! So after I realized this, Dave, I was like, wait, what? Would somebody want to actually stay in this? Hmm. And I was like, I was really confused. Like, you know, and 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 I started looking more and more. And I mean, they have like, it's like I said, everything out of ice, like I, I, ice couches, Word. ice couches. And I was like, have have you ever been sitting on your couch and been like, you know what, this couch is missing? Ice. Sweet. Some ice pillows. I would really love their ice. It's so comforting, soft and warm. I love it. Like, it's just weird. Where, where's the closest one to us? I guess you would say Quebec. Quebec would be the closest one to us. Um, there's some other ones in Finland, Norway. We'll get there, Dave. We'll get there. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I just, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, but the human body, not made for ice hotels. Nope. You know? No, that it it doesn't just sound like you know when you go to a hotel you just want to relax and yeah you know let your body kind of recover from yeah. the stressors of life. But yeah. staying in an ice hotel, it, it would just be putting your body through another like rigorous test, like test. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So true. Yeah. I mean we're pretty Ugh. furry guys, but I can definitely say we do not have a beaver pelt to go through an ice an ice hotel. No, definitely, definitely not. not. I, I can't stay warm in a normal house with normal heating. Nope. I'm pretty sure I would catch hypothermia and die in the first 10 minutes of staying in one of these ice hotels. That's a fact. It'd be horrible, man. Like, I'd also like to meet the people that initially decided to make one of these hotels. Because, like, just wonder how that talk went. Like, hey, 
You know how people like ice? Uh, not really. And you know how people are, people are always saying, if I could just sleep out in the cold, or maybe like in a frozen tomb of ice. Uh, no. We should make one of those. Okay, now you got me. You've convinced me. That sounds good. Like, what? And like I said, these are all in places uh, that are they're out of the way, right? These are locations yeah. where there's nothing else to do. Uh, you've got them in Norway, you've got them in Canada, you got them in Finland. Like, you're literally going on this trip, and the main focus is to freeze your ass off in a frozen hotel. Sweet. That's it. Like, not, this wouldn't. Not my type of hotel. This wouldn't entice anybody the other way. Like, guess what, guys? I just I made a, a hotel. It's a volcano Hawaiian hotel. Visitors will stay in a room carved out on the side of a volcano. What? And depending on how active the volcano is, it could get up to 200 degrees in your room. Mm, awesome. Yes. Like, nobody wants to do that. Nope. I'm going to be honest, Dave. I would prefer to look for a hotel that promotes mo moderate temperatures. That's all yeah, I've got to say I, about that. I wish you had some reviews of people that have stayed at this hotel. Mm, Dave. Blam. You should have told I should have told you about this. You should have gave me a show. little heads up. Oh, I'm sorry. I could have looked at some great reviews. Well, I'm going to give you the option of this, Dave. Uh, I've came up with a completely ridiculous segue into our actual show, and i got to warn you, it's pretty dumb. Hmm. Or would you just just want to go directly in the show? What's your preference? No, give me, give me the dumb segue. Okay. Dave, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people coming out of these ice hotels pretty upset and cold. That's right. You know what they need to warm up? Hmm. The Doc G Show. No. No, they need a space heater and a fuzzy robe to warm up. Oh, but after that, it. if they have time, maybe they can listen to a couple minutes of our show. They can fire maybe. it up. May maybe. I? <laughs> oh. Let's do it. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. <laughs> uh, what, Dave? We've got Claude... Our man, fly till I die, Lathan, here on the show today. We haven't talked hoops. My goodness, we haven't talked hoops in a year, Dave. In a year. Damn. I'm and, rusty on my hoops talk. And it's full it's it's full and swing, Dave. Wait, what? That's not a thing. That's not nope. not a thing that anybody says. I don't know why I said full and swing. That's completely reversed. <laughs> I don't know where that... Why do they let me on the radio? I don't know. Hmm. Um, Who hired this guy? I don't know. Uh, but also, our friends from Bella Vita, their new album, we're going to have some of their songs on today. Why Don't You Know What You Want? That's the name of the album. We're going to hear some great jams. We're going to talk yeah. hoops, Dave. It's a great way to start off this 2020. Uh, but first, we, we start where we start. Birthday suit. Yes, sir. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, so I'm going to give you a heads up, Dave. Um, the first one, you're going to get. No chance. No, the first one, you're going to get. The second two, you're not going to get. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, That's okay. It, Maybe Claude can help me. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Born mm -hmm. on January 8th, 1935. In Tupelo, Mississippi, our birthday suit wearer first got introduced to music through the church 
but he first sang in front of people when he entered a singing contest at the Alabama Fair and Dairy Show. Hmm. He sang Old Shep and placed just fifth. It didn't matter. He liked doing it. The next year, he was given a guitar, learned how to play. He started listening to the Mississippi Slim's radio show. Word. And Mississippi Slim actually let him play on the show. In 1948, he moved to Memphis, Tennessee with his mother. Eventually, our birthday suit wearer started performing more, and he went into Sun Records to record a demo. Hmm. Because of the segregated city and beliefs of the 50s, Sam Phillips, the owner of Sun Records, had been looking for a white artist that could play black music and bring it to the masses. He recruited our birthday suit wearer to see if he would be the right fit. They eventually released the single, That's All Right. In 1954, our birthday suit wearer played the Louisiana Hayride, and this really started his career. In 1956, our birthday suit wearer made his first recordings with RCA. Over his career, he went on to make 26 studio albums. He has the third most record sales in America behind the Beatles and Garth Brooks. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. Dude, you didn't give me any big clues for what's a big song of his. Hound Dog. Girl, come on! Blue Suede Shoes. Jeez. Oh, Elvis Presley. There you go. All right. Okay. All right. I yes. got the one. I will I will say that was my fault. I didn't realize. I completely forgot that I actually left out the names of his hits. My bad. My bad on that. It's okay. I forgive you. I Because I'm such a, a music fan fan, I do have to say I would have got that one with Tupelo, Mississippi in 1935 because he's pretty much the only famous uh, musician to come out of Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, my brother... I was waiting for Gardner Minshew to come, but (laughs) then you went the music route. I did. I didn't know if you said 85 or 35. 35. 35. Big difference there. 50-year difference. Yeah. 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 But, nonetheless, one of the biggest names in music. Today Ever. is his birthday. Yes. Happy yes. Happy birthday. We did miss it, Dave. It was uh, this past uh, this past Saturday. But shout out to Rick Gordon. Father of one, Doc G. Yes. Birthday. Ooh. This past. Yep. Yep. This past. Happy birthday, Rick. Yes, indeed. Good birthday. Good birthday. He had chicken and gravy for dinner. He was very excited. Very excited. Oh, man. He's just a classic kind of guy, you know? Classic. Classic. He has a classic mustache, too. Sweet. Not not one of these crazy rebels like me and you. He's got a a classic mustache. He's had it for like 50 years. Anyways. Oh, man. I can't wait to see that stash. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Elvis. Happy birthday to Rick. Uh, s- celebrate both of them. Dave, are you ready to move on to rip from the headlines? Yes, sir. Let's rip it. It's now time for rip from the headlines. All right, uh, Dave, let's start this ripped uh, from the headlines off of a little story from MassLive.com, as in right. Massachusetts. Yes. So last week, Officer Jay... Batinsky? Hmm. Jay Batinsky stopped a car because it ran a red light. Mm-hmm. When they went up to the car uh, and got both people's IDs, they noticed that the passenger had been arrested previously on narcotics violations. Hmm. Oh. So, 
they called the canine unit to the scene. Which, uh... But you got to be honest. First of all, have you ever seen the canine unit on cops? Like, have you ever um, seen them bring it in? No, I mean I've seen like in movies and stuff where they have the dogs like just sniffing and like yeah. And I've seen some of the movies where they have like the German Shepherd like jump out of the. I've, I've got to say like, I, like I've attack somebody. I've, I've watched it a couple times on both the the show Cops and then also on the show Live PD, and it it, it seems a little bit like bullshit. I'm gonna be honest. It seems which part? Like, which part? Well, they, so they bring out the dog, and the dog always gets amped. So true. It doesn't matter because they're a dog. That's what dogs do. They get amped. You know, dogs like yeah. to get excited. Like, and oh, so like for they any just occasion. Yeah, and they just sort of wave the dog around the car, and they're up, up. It, yep, yeah, it presented. Word. It presented like there's there's uh, drugs here. We're gonna have to search it. Yep. So and now we like, have to look because the dog was, was excited. It was just putting its nose towards the back seat. Like there could be a two month old Snickers back there, and it'd get that excited. You don't <laughs> know. Like, come on. Jeez. But anyways, I digress. It's a little ridiculous. So, anyways, back to this uh, this uh, Massachusetts uh, incident. They bring in the dog. The dog is immediately alerted by the car. The police search the car, and they find 500 packs of heroin. Oh, which, shoot. Which 500. Yeah, they didn't say Holy how much crap. heroin, so I'm guessing it was fairly small amounts of heroin in each bag. But 500 bags. And... gracious. and $517. Okay, so first thing on this, when you get pulled over and you have 500 bags of heroin in your car, that has to be a feeling of true despair in your the pit of your stomach so like true. how bad do you feel when all of a sudden oh, you man. see those red lights go on you're just like oh no yeah you feel the- crappy enough when they get you just for like yeah speeding. yeah and but when like, you've got 500 heroin. bags of narcotics in the back of your uh, car you're like oh this is bad <laughs> like there's no way in that case that you're like oh it's gonna be fine they won't notice yeah it's cool. Even if they were like high on their heroin, yeah, you know, that's a buzzkill. No, no, and then five hundred and seventeen dollars. Do these guys know how to like properly price their heroin? Hmm. Because by the amount of cash they had, it doesn't seem like they did. Five seventeen. Like, hey, let's uh, a pound of heroin. That's like twenty five dollars, right? Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go with that. Like, and then lastly. The thing I didn't mention, driver was arrested on conspiracy to violate drug laws, possession of class A substance with the intent to distribute, and, and a red light violation. That's right. That'll put him over the edge. That's right. The cops still gave him the red light ticket. Like, come on. Is that a little blue on black? Like, I mean... You've got, like, at least 10 years in prison for trying to sell drugs and a $150 ticket. There you go. Like, eh, just throw off the ticket. You don't need that. They they, 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 they got some That's other really things good. to worry about. They, they got them good now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave, this next story from ABC Channel 2 WBRZ in Louisiana. Dave, are you a Dr. Pepper man? Hmm. Yeah, dude, I love Dr. That's probably my, like, go-to soda. Yeah, really? Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's either Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew. 
23 flavors. 23 exactly. flavors. There are some I'm weird a flavors. For the cherry. Apparently, do you know all do you know all 23? Well, I looked them up. And apparently, oh. it's got coriander juniper in it. Ah, and it's that's, got that's the secret. Nutmeg and it's got prickly ash. Those were three of the ones that it really stuck out to me that I was like, "Oh man. Really? If that doesn't make you want to drink a Dr Pepper, I don't know what will." Yeah, pretty legit. Pretty legit flavors. Little little I, ash for you. Sweet. Now I, I'll I'll be honest though, Dave. Uh, it seems to me that DP has a pretty unique crowd. You know, you know why, they're not. Why do you say unique? Well, they're not the same as like a Coke compadre nope. or a Mountain or Dew like a Mama. Nope. You know, yeah. you've got you've got mm. your different crews, and DP's a unique one. Well, I'm gonna say this next guy. He gives you folks in the DP crew a bad name. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so Chad from West Monroe, uh, on New Year's, he decided to uh, forego the Dr. Pepper, you'll see why, and he decided Mm -hmm. to go with uh, several uh, alcoholic beverages. Mm. Um, While being inebriated, he started thinking back on the last week, and he remembered that his nine-year-old son had drank the last Dr. Pepper four days earlier on the 28th. Uh, Oh, crap. Yeah. Well, the more Chad thought about it, angrier it got. That's right. And eventually, he went into the room where his son was and pulled out a loaded 32 handgun and put it to the boy's oh. head for oh, the Dr. God. Pepper. When the cops arrived, Chad denied the allegations, but he was still charged with the domestic abuse battery, child endangerment. Dave, call me weird. I'm going to say it. Dr. Pepper, not worth threatening to shoot your son over. Nope. I mean, we'll add it to the add it to the list, man. Yes. But I don't care. I will. I will <laughs> say this, Dave. It's it's uh it's not the right way to get respect. But I mean, the next time he's hosting a get together, I guarantee nobody will touch the Dr Pepper. Guarantee. Yeah. Oh, after yeah, they hear not, that story, they're like, "Do you they, have anything else? Literally anything? I'll drink tap water." They may not. They may not actually <laughs> go to the get together. Well, I'm guessing. If We're I just heard assuming, this, yeah. If I heard this story, I would bypass on Chad's next get together. You know what? Mm. Chad seems a little, a little loose screw there. I let's, don't know. Let's go to Brad's seems, instead of seems Chad's. Seems a little tonight. bit much. Dave, this next story from one of my faves. It's from People. That's right. Yes, People, and it uh, it actually involves our first birthday suit wearer. Say yeah. what? Elvis. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So Linda Thompson. She's done a lot of things. She was a beauty pageant winner, actress. She was on Hee Haw. Well, mm-hmm. back in 72, she started dating Elvis. Sweet. She oh. dated him for four years. And they broke wow. up on pretty good terms. And they were actually friends until Elvis died a year later. Um, mm-hmm. Well, in 1980, she started going out with Bruce Jenner. You know, now Caitlyn no Jenner. No kidding. Yeah. And, uh, and they had two kids together, Brody Jenner. And Brandon Jenner. Yeah. Oh, and, okay, uh, okay. This year for Christmas, Linda Thompson gave her son Brody a necklace that Elvis gave her that says TCB, hmm. which stands for Taking Care of Business with a lightning bolt behind it. It stands for Elvis's oh. catchphrase that he loved, which was taking care of business in a flash. Yes! That was... That was his, his his favorite sort of catchphrase. 
You see That's it all a over cool the gl- gift. Hmm? Well, it, it's pretty cool, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so when I read this, though, I was like, it's cool, but I would be more excited about it than I feel like Brody should. You know, if I was Brody, I'd feel like that was a little bit of a weird gift. I'd be like, why would you give your son? A gift from the dude you went out with before you met my actual dad. Hmm. Like, I've got to be honest. If my mom was like, hey, Ben, here's a gift. Uh, it's it's a Hank shirt. Word. I'd be like, who's Hank? And she's like, well, it's a dude I dated before your dad. I'd be like, I don't want a Hank shirt. What the yeah, you give me the shirt for? But Hank isn't a universally known, like, human being. Still, it's weird. It's a little weird. I mean, it's, you know? it's weird, but it's like... You know, it's almost a piece of history. Like, yeah, yeah, but you know, okay. Now let me dig a little artifact. deeper. Then I kept reading, and I found out that apparently, not only is Brody Jenner uh, was was he excited about this gift, he's already a big fan of Elvis and a huge fan of Elvis's catchphrase "Taking care of business in a flash." So much so that he has the phrase tattooed on his wrist. Jeez. Oh wow. What? Yeah, what? that's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Caitlyn Jenner, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what's taking care of business? How about a gold medal in the Olympics? That's some taking care of business, you Ooh. turd. I want a gold medal, okay? That's right. Jeez. I mean, seems you a little think, weird. Do you think weird. Caitlyn gave his gold medal to his son? No. Or her? No, he def- no, she definitely still has her medal. She's like, I'm keeping okay. this. This is my medal. You're not taking my medal. Uh, and I'd say she probably doesn't really care about the Elvis necklace either. But, you know, I just thought it's an interesting story. Nonetheless, Dave, uh, yeah, this definitely. next this next story uh, is from the New Jersey Herald, Dave. New Jersey Herald. Oh, okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, now, Dave, would you ever expect a member of the boy band, New Kids on the Block, to uh, call you? And ask you for some financial, uh, do some financial work for them. Would you expect that to happen? Hmm. They wouldn't ask me to do that, but maybe my father or grandfather. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, I got to be honest. They, they, if, if they called me, yeah, yeah, right. I, I figured I'd, <laughs> I would expect. And my grandpa be a, is in New Jersey, so they could be calling him. I would expect it to be my dad. Why's that? Well, he's a. Uh, He's a surgeon. Wait, what? Oh. Okay, he knows, that doesn't make any he sense. Knows, he um, knows dollar bills. Uh, well, anyways, I'd be a little suspicious if they called me and said such a thing, right? For sure. Apparently, that wasn't on Cynthia Salvador's mind uh, when Jordan Knight from the New Kids on the Block called her. Spoiler alert, Dave. It wasn't Jordan Knight. It wasn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So, so this scammer calls up Cynthia and is like, hey, Cynthia, this is totally Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. And Cynthia was like, yeah, that makes sense. What do you need from me, Jordan Knight? Hmm. And he was like, well, uh, I've got this charity, and I need you to cast a check for the charity, and I need you to get some gift cards for me. They're also for the charity. And I need you to send the money from the check and the gift cards to Nigeria. What? And Cynthia was like, yeah. Totally sounds something completely normal that Jordan Knight would need from me, a completely random stranger that's 42-year-old from New Jersey. Hmm. I can do this transaction for you. Sounds good. And she went, and she she cast this fraudulent check and got the gift cards and sent it 
to Nigeria. And uh, she did all this and, of course, was arrested on third-degree cashing a bad check. She was arrested for third-degree cashing a bad check and possession of a forge check. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It blows my mind that that stuff even, like, gets by, the like, when you go to cash a check in the first place. Yeah, well... I, I want to give a little bit of advice to the listeners. Listeners, if you ever find yourself in a situation like this, just stop. Just stop and call or text a couple of folks that you know and just be like, hey, let me bounce something off of you. I'm getting ready to cash check and buy some gift cards for Jordan Knight from the New Kids on the Block, who's apparently in Nigeria at the moment and needs them for his charity. Does that sound like a real or fake scenario to you? Hmm. Just... Just bounce it off a couple of people. I guarantee you the synopsis will be, no, what don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. just just get, get a little advice. It's always better, you know, the community mind, Dave. A couple minds together. Just a little bit better. Better, little better bit than better. one. Yeah. Um, Dave, here's a real headline for you to think uh, about. Um, okay? You ready for this one? I'm ready. This headline's from uh, CNN. Now, just do a little thinking here, Dave. Uh, Think on what could be wrong with this headline. There's something that sticks out in this headline. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Quote, Baton Rouge police urge homeless people not to sleep Mm -hmm. outdoors after three killings they think are related. End quote. Wait, what? Oh, wow. What stuck out to you there, Dave? I mean, asking the homeless people to not sleep outside to sleep yes. somewhere yes. inside. You would think if they had a viable option to not sleep outside, they, they would probably wouldn't else. be homeless. They probably exactly. wouldn't. Now, I, I mean, now I know there could be some shelters maybe that they could find out there, but I'm just saying, it's not really an option, folks, at CNN. Now, right. I mean, when you look at that, that headline sort of like if there was a story that was like, quote, Baton Rouge police urge men not to have penises after three killings they think are related. Jeez. Wait, wait, what? Oh, wow. I'm oh. a dude. I sort of have to have one of those. It's it's on me. I can't get rid of it. What am I supposed the, to do? The, like The, the tuck the, rule. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Still have it. It's no fooling, Dave. Dave, this next story, New York Post. New York Post. Now, Dave, have you, uh, uh, when you purchase alcohol, mm-hmm. do you still get uh, carded? Hmm. Uh, sometimes it depends on the store, but it's it's nice know, though, the, right? Makes you feel young. I mean, nah, it's kind of annoying. Oh. It's, it's a whole other step. When they don't ask me, it's just like we're just going through the motions, you know. All right, I like it. I'm, Makes me feel young. It's not like I do it often, but still. <laughs> Anyways. So, Louise Wilkinson, um, she's the center of our story here. She was sent a bottle of cream liqueur by her grandson as a holiday treat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the grandson uh, did it through Amazon, right? Interesting. Uh, When the Amazon driver showed up, the Amazon driver asked Louise for an ID. Girl, come on! Because he's supposed to see ID for any package containing alcohol. Well, Luis doesn't drive anymore. And uh, so she didn't have a driver's license. And she didn't have a passport, Dave. 
Uh, So the driver couldn't give her alcohol. Now, there is one catch to this situation. It's the fact that Luis was born before the Great Depression. What? She's 92. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the driver some came, you just have to use common sense. The driver came back the next day, and this time Louise thought, okay, I'm prepared this time, because she had her bus pass, which actually has an ID on it and her age, but it's not on the list of approved Amazon IDs. So again, wow. she wasn't given the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, 92 years old, wasn't given the alcohol. But you know what, Dave? I can actually relate to this Amazon driver, you know? Can you? Back when I was volunteering at Dick's Wings at the old Jacksonville Mm -hmm. Jaguar games, uh, Mm -hmm. when we had to go through our training as volunteers, they told us that we had to card everyone. Everyone. No exceptions. Didn't matter how old they are, right? Yeah, so the I tried tag to follow. Stadium's weird like that. I tried to follow the rules. I was like, okay, that sounds good. And this dude came up in my line who was a shade under a thousand. Like he was, shade you know, nine hundred ninety-six, right? And yeah. uh, I was like, uh, can I see your ID? And he was like, son. I'm old enough to be your grandpa. That's a fact. And I was like, that's true, grandpappy. I still need to see your ID. <laughs> Um, he was not happy, and neither was I. So I understand yeah. what Luis and this Amazon driver are well, going Well, you weren't even getting paid. At least the Amazon guy was getting paid. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I got the You're guff like, I'm getting for volunteering. For volunteering. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic, though. So I, I, under, I empathize with both. I empathize with both. Dave, That's right. Our last story from uh, USA Today. Uh, some 18 firefighters from Detroit, they're catching some extra heat this week. Uh-oh. After Uh-oh. they posted a picture on their Facebook page of the firefighters in front of a house Shirtless. that is literally burning down as they Uh-oh. took the picture, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, it, and it came with the caption, crew takes a moment to get a selfie on New Year's Eve! Exclamation point! Word. What? <laughs> what? When first confronted about this picture, the fire commissioner said that the firefighters were celebrating a retirement, and the house was too dangerous to go into, anyways. Right. Mm. Right. And there were many folks who left negative comments on the post before they actually took it down. That's a fact. Right. Uh, yeah. And they, they had a lot of things uh, to say. And uh, I do have to say, it's a little bit of a bad look, Dave. So true. It's, uh, it's yeah, not a good I look. I mean, even if it's not safe enough to go in, you would think the protocol would still be to, like, stop the fire. You well, know? I mean, uh, you, you know, I mean, it's a little bit like if an exterminator were like, hey, guys, I got an idea for my next advertisement photo. It's going to be me covered in termites. Hmm. And they're yeah. like, what? And they're like, what? Yeah, I'm not going to be killing them or anything. They're just going to be crawling on me. How does that sound? Sound good? Nope. You're supposed to get rid of them, though. Yeah, I know, but we're just going to be looking at them. It's pretty cool, we're right? Friend, we're friends. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't look good to just be like, hey, there's that house is on fire. Am I right? Happy New yeah. Year's! Like, that's <laughs> so weird. Yeah, not, not good timing on their part. 
Mm-mm. Dave, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our good friends in Bella Vita. They just released their new album this past year, and it's a doozy, Dave. It's a doozy. Oh, yeah. We're going to check out some tunes from them right now on the Doc G Show. Let go.
Here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Guys, go on your podcast app, whatever you do to download them. Mm -hmm. Go download the Doc G Show. Yep. We got so many freaking episodes, it's unreal. Mm -hmm. Almost a whole half decade's worth. Yeah. Word. That was good. Half decade. Thank you. I haven't haven't thought about that. Uh, We've been doing this for a while now. We have. A little bit of a point, Dave. Uh, New shirts. We got new shirts. I'm excited about them. I didn't see them. Not only shirts, but they're they're long sleeve. They're they're thin hoodies. Thin hoodies. Oh, that's kind of in these days. Yeah, it's kind of in with me. I like it. It keeps my arms warm. I like them. I like them. Uh, Dave. It's time to appreciate our listeners in a segment we call Shout Out. Sweet. Shout them out, dog. Okay, here we go. First ones, regulars, as per usual. We're going to go down these fast. Shout out. Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. Columbia, South Carolina. Yes. Radford, Virginia. Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. Charlotte, North Carolina. Sweet. Gainesville, Florida. Yes. Genoa, Italy. Maputo, Mozambique. Ashburn, Virginia. That's right. Citrus Heights, California, Dublin, Ireland. Shout out. Those Shout are all out. the irregulars. Damn. There, Dave. Love yeah. it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Regulars. I can count on it. Oh, I almost forgot one, Dave. Can you believe that? Kenner. Kenner, Louisiana. I'm Come sorry. On, give them they some are. love, dog. Shout out. All Damn. the love to Kenner, Louisiana. All the love. Shout out. Okay. Tim, I regulars. These guys are getting there. They're getting there. Mountain View, California. Shout out. Shout out. Berna, Berna, uh, oh, I forgot how to pronounce it. Oh, come on. Girl, come on. Bernalillo. There we go. Bernalillo. Sorry. Bernalillo. Had to think about it for a little bit. Bernalillo, New Mexico. Remember, Dave, they were newcomers just a little bit ago. They're in the metropolitan area of Albuquerque, and they're hooked. They've been working it. They're hooked on some Doc G. Hook, Uh, line, and sinker. Next one, Stoke Newington, shout United out. Kingdom. I think you remember Stoke Newington. Stoke Newington, shout out. Uh, yeah, Portland, yeah. Oregon, Portland. Shout, shout out. out to you guys. Now, the Portland folks, they were regulars there for a good, like, two months. They were in, in every single week, and then they fell off a little bit. Guys, I'd like to see you come back. 
Jazz. Oregon folks, I'd like to see us. come back. Yeah, come, we come on you. back. Roanoke, Virginia. Shout out to the Star City. There you go. Virginia's for Doc G lovers. There it is. And lastly, one of my faves, Amberg, Germany. There we go. There we go. Ah, uh, Amberg. Okay, Dave. It's time for my favorite, the newcomers. Who's who's gonna get hooked next? Who's gonna get hooked next? Uh, first on the line, Reedsville, North Carolina. Reedsville, North Carolina. Fun fact Hello. about Reedsville, Dave. The name comes from one dude. Like basically, it's where Patrick one dude Reed. lived. Now, David, David S. Reed, David S. Reed would he? be who it was. I don't know. I didn't look it up enough. I just know that's where the name came from. Sorry, sorry. That's that's uh, all I did on David S. Reed. So superficial. Okay. You can't you can't ask more than that. Come on, he's a dude. Well, he was a dude in North I feel Carolina. Like I'm supposed to know who he is. Just keep going. You could, I mean, you could, who knows? Ask your dad. He's an accountant. Maybe he did David S. Reed's <laughs> taxes. I don't yeah, know. Yep, he, he definitely did. What? Well, I'm guessing since he's probably from like 1700 something, probably not. But yeah, whatever. Like Anyways. the founder of the state. <laughs> Anyways, not the, not the founder of the state, okay? Okay, he's just David S. Reed. He's Reedsville. Anyways, shout out to Reedsville. Shout out. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, right back to us. Let us know. Who, who David S. Reed is. Give us the lowdown on David S. Reed. Um, next one, Cynic Slovakia. Cynic Slovakia. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, get a, little, get a little Eastern European in there, right? That's Love good. Love it. That's good. I like that. And the last one, Vinyanitsa, Ukraine. Vinyanitsa, wow, Ukraine. You sounded like a, uh, like a, a, like a, I just ruined it. But you sound like a local. Just yeah. Like them. Yeah, I'm basically, basically from Ukraine. That's true. That's nope. true. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Ukraine to California. We love it. Uh, okay, Dave. It's time for you to uh, not get this birthday suit right. What? Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get this one. But we'll try. We'll give it a shot. Darn it. It's a. It's another musician. And uh, I've actually got the names of the songs in this one. Finally. But uh, okay. I don't think you'll get it. We'll try it. Born on January 8th, 1947 in Brixton, London. Our birthday suit wearer enjoyed music at a young age. At the age nine, his dad brought home a collection of predominantly American records. And he heard Little Richard's Tutti Fruity. He would later say in an interview that he heard God in that song. Word. i got to stop wow. real quick and say... I've got to say, no offense to Little Richard, but if you told me, how do you think God sounds? I definitely like would not fruity. say Tutti Fruity. Because <laughs> <laughs> i got to be honest, if I head up to heaven and God is like, wow, hey, Ben, a Tutti Fruity, wow, like, what? I'd be a little weirded out. i got to yeah, you're like, like, am I in the right place? This. <laughs> <laughs> I take a wrong elevator. Yes. Bad. Um, <laughs> anyways, in 1962, our birthday suit wearer started his first band known as the Conrads. He quickly left that band and started working on his own music. In the late 60s, he started working with a lot of art and dance instructors. In 1969, our birthday suit wearer released his song, Space Odyssey, and it went up to the top five on the England charts. In 1970, he released his album, The Man Who Sold the World. In 1972, he created a character that he started performing that he called Ziggy Stardust. Mm. He released an album 
called The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. It had singles like Starman and Gene Genie. In the 80s, our birthday Sue took a more popular vibe and released some of his popular songs, including Under Pressure with Freddie Mercury, China Girl, and Let's Dance. That's right. In all, he ended up releasing, I just noticed this, 26 albums. Same amount as wow. Elvis Presley. It's weird. It's weird. I just noticed yeah. that. He, uh, he died in 2016 from liver cancer. Name that birthday suit wearer. Dang, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I was a little um, afraid of that. Uh, uh, European guy. He had, he had an androgynous look. He was sort of, uh, he is, every now and then he'd look a little feminine. He was I in between. I don't know what androgynous means, but feminine, okay. Uh, <laughs> Nah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's fine. I'll put it out. David Bowie. David Bowie is oh. our birthday yeah, I didn't know he was from Europe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from London, know. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From oh. from England. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently, fact. He th- and now we can only hope he's hanging out with God, listening to him talk like Too little Richard. Fruity. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I figure he's God, so he can just change his voice to whatever he wants. So yeah, he could know. do anything. When David Bowie comes up there, he's like, "And tutti fruity voice." There we go. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy, Dave. Enjoy, yep. David. Have a good birthday. That is, let's see. Uh, it would have been his seventy second, seventy second birthday. Oh, no, seventy third. Sorry, seventy third. Seventy third. Anyways, Dave, uh, last week you requested it, and I'm pretty sure that's the first time it's ever happened. Somebody ever actually requesting hot takes of history. So true. Now, granted, now granted, you're part of the show, so technically no one has ever still requested hot takes of history, but it's fine. We're still gonna make it happen, Dave. We're gonna make it happen. So here we go. Paul Revere, H T H, H T H. Takes of history. Dave, last week we had uh, Paul Revere's birthday suit wear, you remember, and I said there oh, were yeah. other people that did ride, and you said, why aren't they famous? And I said, you know what? And you got me. And you were like, let's do an HTH. Hmm. So here we are. We're on I HTH. I freaking love it. So, the Midnight Ride, Dave, all started because Joseph Warren, who was the president of the Massachusetts Provincial Congress, got word that the British were making moves in the Boston area. Mm. And he needed to warm Sam Adams and John Hancock because word around town was British were going to take their ammunition and they were going to capture Sam Adams and John Hancock. That's right. So mm-hmm. he commissioned two dudes. Two dudes. Paul Reville. What? Paul Reville. <laughs> Paul Revere and William Dolls. That's right. Mm. Paul Revere. Just two. William Dolls. Just two. Just two. H-T-H. H-T-H. The takes of history. On uh, April 18th, 1775, Joseph Warren went over to Paul and Will and was like, fellas, it's about to go down. Word. Get ready. And they were like, got it. Now, their job was to go from Lexington to Concord and to warn the people in Concord because that's where the ammunition stores were. And basically just let everybody know know along the way, hey, got some British folks. They're coming. Watch out, right? So true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. H-T-H. H-T-H. 
as they were leaving Lexington, Paul and Will, they ran into Sam Prescott, hmm. who was a uh, local. Uh, he was a he was a local doctor, right? And uh, you know, since it's the 1700s in America, it's not like there were that many people around. So they totally knew Sam. Yeah. And they were like, "What's up, buddy? What are you doing?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm coming back from my uh, fiance's house." And they were like, "Hey, we're going to warn folks uh, in Concord." about the British coming. You want to come along? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not? Right? Uh, So Sam joined their party, right? So now it's Sam, Paul, and Will. H-T-H. H-T-H. takes of history. So they get to Hartwell's Tavern, and there are uh, four British scouts there looking out, right? Trying to find folks, trying to find the area, right? And they tell our, our three bros here, they tell Sam, Will, and Paul, stop. All right? Will mm-hmm. shoots uh, shoots off, right? He jumps out, oh. but he gets he gets sort of lost in the forest. Jeez. Uh, so he's trying to find his way to Concord, but he gets separated. Paul Revere is actually captured by the British. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Sam is the only one that actually ends up getting away and get the message to Concord. The whole time Will's trying to wow. find Concord, he doesn't know where he's at. Paul Revere's still stuck with the British folks, trying to convince them that he's not trying to warn everybody about the British, and they've already been warned about the British, and what the British troops really need to do is go get ready for a fight and not capture him, right? Word. So Revere actually never finished the ride. He never actually got to Concord on the time that he was supposed to. He he was he was stopped by the British folks for so long that the only person that actually got there, Sam, Sam Prescott. There you go. Wow. H T H H T H. Takes of history. Now, the reason Revere was so much more famous than this other guy, Sam Prescott, is because of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. What a name, right? Yeah. What a name. Longfellow. Longfellow. He wrote a poem titled The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere in 1863. And he was actually a super popular poet. You know, because back then we actually had super popular poets. Poets, yeah. Think now of your favorite poets of 2020. I don't have too Uh, many. So many. uh, He was super famous. So when he wrote this... It, it, it became super popular, and Paul Revere became very revered, you know? You see what I did there? Mm. H-T-H! H-T-H. Takes of history. Now, reportedly, Dave, as I brought up on a show long ago, June 6, 2018, when we were talking to our man, uh, El Jefe May, Reportedly, there were other folks that made very long rides, like Israel Bissell, right? Now, his reported ride went from Lexington all the way to Philadelphia. Jeez. Now, apparently, he made this ride uh, under the commission of General uh, Joseph Palmer. That's who told him to do this ride. Uh, Now, two things, Dave. One, Bissell never had a Henry Wadsworth Longfellow poem. Oh. written about him. So that's one thing. Two, there are a couple of historians out there that say, you know what? I don't even think Israel Bissell ever existed. 
Nope. Right? They they what? think there's there's some of this idea that uh, Israel Bissell was this sort of, uh, I, I don't know how you would say it, but a part of the Postal Service's name for like the roots that they use. And they think that it sort of came up as like this myth of using the uh, Postal Service between uh, Massachusetts to Connecticut or uh, to Philadelphia. So they're not even sure. There's some, there's some, there's some it's guesswork like going a code on there. Name. Yeah. So that, HGH. That Paul Revere. No, no, it wasn't Paul. Wasn't Paul. Oh. HTH. HTH. Takes of history. Now there's another writer that's also celebrated named Sybil Luddington, Dave. Sybil Luddington. Another she cool name. She made a ride on April 26, 1977, from New York to Connecticut. She was supposed to warn 400 militiamen that the Danbury, uh, that Danbury, Connecticut, was going to be attacked by the British. But again, Dave, there are a lot that say, I don't know if there's a lot to back up these claims about this ride. Right? Hmm. Now, she definitely exists. She was definitely a person, but they just don't know about all the details of the ride and what she actually did on that ride. So again, even though there's some people that really build up Sybil, she doesn't get mm -hmm. the credit like Paul Revere got. That's right. You know? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. HTH. HTH. Takes of history. Last one, Dave. This is my favorite here. Now, this is another rider. This rider is named Jack Joette. Junior. Jack Joette Jr. Jack uh, Joette Jr. Yeah. He was known as the Paul Revere of the South. Well. Oh, cause, okay. Because Jack was in Louisa County, Virginia, much later than the other riders. This was June 3rd, 1781. And that's when he saw the British coming. And he was like, oh, no, British are coming. Right? And his thought was they're probably headed to Charlottesville to get old Tommy Jefferson, the Virginia governor. That's a fact. Right? Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, better warning, right? So Jack hopped on his horse at around 10 p.m., started the 40 mile ride to Charlottesville. And this is what I really like. He rode for about an hour and a half, and he's like, you know what? I'm pretty fast. I'm also pretty tired. I'm going to rest for like three hours here at the courthouse. I'll get the rest mm -hmm. of the ride here in a little bit. So he literally rests for three hours, then jumps back on his horse, rides for another hour and a half, and gets to uh, Monticello, where Tommy is, right? <laughs> so he makes it there by 4.30, and he's like, uh, Tommy, apparently, uh, early riser, that Thomas Jefferson, right? And he was already up at 4.30. And apparently, wow. he was he was in his garden, which hmm. is really odd, right? Gardening I mean, in the dark? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you know what? I woke up at 4.30. Would be nice. Set out in my dark garden. That'd be good, right? It's a little weird. Weird. But anyways, Tommy welcomes Jack up to his place, and he's like, hey, bro, thanks for uh, having the hard ride to come warn me about this. Here, have some Madeira wine. Yes! Which, again, uh, is an odd thing to do. <laughs> hey, man, it's 4.30. How about a refreshment? Here's some wine. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. I'm feeling restored now. Sweet. It's weird. So anyways, Jack tells Jefferson. Then he goes on, warns the rest of the town, right? And there's no question about Jack. He existed. He did it. There's no debate. The ride happened 100%. Jack Joette Jr. Boom. Boom. HTH. HTH. 
Mistakes of History. There you go, Dave. That settles it. There's your answers. Dude, you got it, man. I feel so informed right now. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank you for all your hard work. No, no, no problem. I did a little research. A little research on your part. Listeners, we're going to take a break. We're going to hear from Bella Vita again, and then we're going to be right back with the one, the only, Claude Lathan. Yes, sir. Woo!
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. And joining us right now, none other than Claude, Fly Till I Die Lathan. Claude, how's it going, man? It's going great. I'm happy to be back. I know it's been a little while. And, uh, you know, I... There's nothing, there's no place that I'd rather be than, you know, on Doc G show talking hoops and, you know, uh, just great topics with some of my best friends. So true. Amen. Amen, Claude. I like it. And Claude, the NBA <laughs> is getting to the to the exciting part, man. We're after the new year. It's time to mm-hmm. get the exciting stuff going. Yeah. And uh, it's been it's been like as I told uh, Dave, it's been almost a year, man. It's been almost a year since we talked. We need to talk some hoops. Uh, yeah. Now, Dave, you know, you remember when we when we do this hoop game, we go back and forth. I give you a question, then I give Claude a question. And remember, Dave, you get the zingers, you get the hard stuff. So get yourself. Yes, sir. Do your do your research. Get ready. Okay. Here we go. We're gonna start with Claude. Claude, we've got Luca and we've got Trey Young. Both of these guys have been tearing it up. They came into the NBA last <laughs> year. Their teams traded for each other. Which team, Mavs or Hawks, who's winning out long-term? Who's got the better career? Hmm. You know, uh, this was the debate. Everyone's wanted, even Trey Young's kind of gotten tired of this. Everyone's wanted to to discuss with these guys, you know, it's almost like they want to compare them to the magic and bird of our time. I mean, not to the extent of saving the NBA and putting them back on the map, but um, just the, the caliber players, the fact that they were traded for each other, like... At the end of the day, here's here's what the difference maker is to me. Both phenomenal players, yeah. and yes, uh, Trey's roster isn't as good as Luca's, and Trey also had John Collins out for his 25 game suspension this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta's been they've just been terrible, absolutely terrible. That's so true. Oh. My difference my difference maker is is Luca Doncic able to carry his team, or is Trey Young able to carry his team to victories? Luca's doing that uh, yep. again with a better roster, but he's doing that. Trey's not so. Who are you going to be? Are you going to be a Devin Booker who just continues to put up numbers on a bad team over the course of your first four or five years in the league? Or are you going to actually step up and learn how to win NBA basketball games? Luka Doncic is doing that. The Mavs are set for the future. Um, I think Luka wins this battle. Nice. And he looks like he's having a good time doing it, too. So true. Looks like he's having a fun time. So much fun. Dave? So much fun. It's good in a candy shop. Dave? Yes, sir. James Harden, last week, came out with cornrows. Does this help or detract from his beard? Hmm. I think it, you know, it takes a little bit of of focus off of the beard because everyone's looking at the top of his head now. Um, So are you going to be afraid of that guy with cornrows and the beard coming at you like a train? Mm. I think so. Hmm. Nice. I like the, I like the outlook, Dave. That makes sense. That makes sense. Way to handle that first tough fastball right there, dude. Yeah, you you tra- kind of threw a little switch up on me there. So yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Claude. Milwaukee Bucks are number one in the league right now. Is their team better than last year's, and can they win the championship? Hmm. Uh, addition by subtraction. So obviously the team is is basically the the same as last year. Yeah. But the difference maker is last year they had Malcolm Brogdon. This year they do not. Mm. Um, mm. I think that Malcolm Brogdon is an important piece, but by losing him, what you've done is you've made all the other bench players step up in roles that, I mean, they are just excelling, um, yeah. all of them. George Hill leading the league in three-point uh, shooting percentage. He's actually 
right at Kyle Korver's league record mark. Um, mm-hmm. It's like 53.7%, so he's shooting 53 on the dot. Um, I think that the Bucks are definitely better than last year. Um, Giannis has improved, and they're going to run as Giannis runs. I think that they can win the championship because this is the first time in a decade uh, we've had just a bunch of powerhouse two-man all-star squads. And yeah. Chris Middleton made his first all-star team last year for the Bucks. So true. Looking at what he and, and Giannis can do together with that supporting cast, um, they brought in the other Lopez uh, twins, so they've got both Lopez brothers there now. Uh, just good team camaraderie. You can see it when they're joking around before the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing their little wrestling skits and all that. I mean, it's just so much fun to watch them. So I think that they can win a championship. Um, it's just going to depend on... Obviously, who's coming out of the West? But I like the Bucks. Nice, nice, and yeah, is Middleton from your 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 area? Isn't he from around your hometown? Yeah, yeah nice. 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 Yeah, I'm glad you remember that. Fun fact. So Chris Middleton, I, I went to a school, um, it, the conference is called SCIZA, uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina Independent School Association, and um, shout out to them. Yep. And, you know, shout out to the show when I joined. So, Amen. Um, Chris Middleton actually played in uh, the, the Charleston, South Carolina region at a high school called Portugal, and uh, they were in the same uh, conferences as us. So um, he graduated two years ahead of me, and just, man, to see where he's he's gone, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, fastball coming your way. Here we go. All righty. What's older, the movie Grease or Vince Carter? Dude, you know, shout out to him for four decades yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Um, And he still has those times where he can do something sneaky. Oh, yeah. You know, he put does a little athletic, you know, whether it's a dunk or a defensive play, and, and you're like, wow, that's amazing that he can still do it. Yeah. He, the you feel like you've been talking about him for so long that he almost seems older than the movie Grease. He is. He is older than the movie Grease. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Vince Carter was born January 26, 1977. Grease came out June 16, 1977. Yeah. Six months old. Boom. There it is. Six months old. Wow. There it is. All right, here we go. Claude, the Rockets acquired Westbrook over the offseason. We remember that. They're currently fourth in the Western standings. Can they be the best in the West? Hmm. No. <laughs> the, answer, the answer is no. And, and look, I am. people don't like the style of basketball that James Harden no. plays. I've got a lot of uh, friends and colleagues that – that really get on to how he plays. And in fact, is, is, you know, there's a fan that was heckling him in the game a couple weeks ago, and um, they you know yelled at him, like, we, don't, we didn't pay to see you shoot free throws the whole game. And he said, well, I didn't come here to get fouled the whole game. So the point is, is James Harden isn't doing anything outside of the box nope. that – um, that you know, it's not illegal to go and play the style he is. If you don't like it, then so be it. But he's putting up historic numbers, uh, shooting about forty-six percent from the field. So that's great that he's giving you that. The reason they're not going to be able to win out in the West is because of Westbrook, Wait, and Westbrook fits with this team better than Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's shooting forty-two percent from the field. He's shooting below thirty percent from the three-point line this year. Jeez. Granted, the last ten games or so, he's been more efficient, but. That, that's just not going to get it done. So you've got a guy where, or a team where your whole offense is relying on three guys. That's Harden, Westbrook, and Capella. Yeah. You're going to get what you get out of Harden and Capella almost every game, but what's Westbrook going to give you? And I don't know if I can rely enough on that to, to see them coming out of the West. I mean, you know when the Lakers hit the floor, 
LeBron's going to give you 20 and 10. AD's going to give you 25 and 10. It's automatic. So true. What is Westbrook going to do? It's just, it varies too much nightly. I, and Harden, honestly, I, as much as I just talked him up to, he hasn't shown his big playoff moment in his entire career. He hasn't had it. 100% um, so fact. I don't know. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. Yeah. Is, is this year going to be the, the year that he finally steps up to the plate and has his signature moment? I hope so because man it's like the 73 and 9 warriors not winning the championship dude's putting up numbers that we haven't seen since wilt chamberlain can you capitalize on it i hope so but but right now the answer is no and you know i i had a response for that james harden when he's like i didn't come to get fouled i was like yeah you do you seek out the foul that's what you do like that's your move like how can you say i didn't come here to get fouled you do that's what you do every time you drive like of course that's the case dave here we go. Yes, sir. Right now, if someone gave you tickets and a flight to the game, would you go watch the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the New York Knicks? Hmm. Oh, man. I'm, you know, yes, but that wouldn't be like my, that wouldn't be my main attraction. Like if I'm going to go there, whether it's New York or Minnesota. Oh, sorry. Like, it's sure in Minnesota. Go- Oh, man. I'm going to be wearing a lot of clothes, but <laughs> it'll go like the Mall of America or something. I would pass. <laughs> I'll be honest, Dave. I would pass. If somebody gave me those tickets right now and the flight, I'd be like, yeah. Nope. And maybe somebody else. Maybe I'll find you somebody that wants those tickets. Don't worry. You you go. You have a good time. That's mm, No, thank you. <laughs> Claude. <laughs> Ja Morant, yes, he's having a pretty great season so far. That one dunk he almost had blew my mind, man. Where he jumped over oh, God, Kevin man. Love, Jesus! That I was, was if he landed that, I was like, yeah, you're gonna have to quit for good, Kevin Love. That was the best that, part of that was Kevin Love's reaction, man. Oh I yeah, mean, Kevin took it so well. He yeah. thought it was you know hysterical. Well, once Zion heals up and uh, gets going for the Pelicans, who's gonna be better? Who's going to be better, Zion for the the Pelicans or Morant for the Grizzlies? Hmm. The the answer here is tricky because okay. we haven't seen Zion on the NBA court yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so true. You know, preseason he looked he looked fairly well in the moments that he played, but John Morant and this is you know speaking of Chris Middleton being you know from around where I'm from, John Morant's from the same town as me as well. Really, so and you got a connection guy. to Zion yeah. too because the AAU team. Yep, crazy. Yep. I used to babysit Zion growing up. His stepmom was my basketball coach. His uh, excuse me, his mom was. His stepdad was. Uh, with somebody I was very close with. So, you know, I've got nice. a tie to Zion. I've got a tie with John. I ne- you know, he was a couple years behind me, so I'm not going to sit here and claim to know him like that. But we <laughs> would play uh, basketball at the YMCA. It's, it's just a cool storyline, man. But, oh, yeah. Um, to answer the question, you know, I think that I think that you see what Ja can be. You mm-hmm. see that Ja can be an all-star in the league. You see potential. You see flashes of a 25-10 and 10 guy, uh, at least for a solid six, seven seasons. I don't know if there's really anybody that you can compare him to. I've, I've been trying to think of it, and the closest I can get is like a young Penny Hardaway. Mm, that's what I was um, thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just so athletic. Um, but Zion, his, his ceiling is higher than anybody else's. I mean, since LeBron came out, nobody's had a higher potential – um, I think than than Zion. So, you know, I think he's going to have to recalibrate how he plays. Um, he really needs to look at Derrick Rose and how Derrick had to change his game, being an athletic guard, two different body types, but right. the, the way they play and they land and they plant their feet. Um, I think you really need to rethink how you're playing the game so you have a longer career. So, 
I, I hate saying this because I think the answer is Zion, but right now it is Ja. Got it. Got it. Dave, here we go. Yep. Who was the president during Vince Carter's rookie season? Hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Bill Clinton. Yeah! Nicely done. Let's go. Good job. Good job, Dave. A little history there for you. Not since Bill Clinton. He's went through both Bushes. He's he went through Obama's eight years. He's been here for a long the the point is, Dave, he's old. That's the point. Yeah. Really freaking old. So true. Claude, why are the Boston Celtics better this year than they were last year? Give me the deets. Why is it? Hmm. Team chemistry, 100%. Nice. Um, you were looking at a team last year that um, everyone was, they had all these high expectations. A team that almost made it to the finals in 2018 was a quarter away until LeBron, of course, got there. Um, you look at a team of everyone expected Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to take that next step last year mm -hmm. well what happened was is you had Kyrie come back and and Gordon Hayward come back um and and everyone wanted to try and be the man yeah. and it was very selfish individual play and I think what you see now is um I said it earlier about something but addition by subtraction right so mm -hmm. you actually made the team better by being able to put the hand or the ball in the hands of of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum more often now yes! as far as unselfish superstars go in the NBA. I don't think that you can find a, a more unselfish superstar than Kimba Walker. I don't nice. know if you can. He is the epitome of what they wanted Kyrie to be. And it's not a knock on Kyrie. He's great in, in his own ways. Uh, but but Kimba's willing, I think, to take that third you know wheel if he has to on a team where you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are both averaging over 20 points per game this year. You yeah. know, uh, Jalen Brown shooting over 50% from the field this year. Very efficient guys. I uh, I think Boston just has a better team chemistry this year. Uh, the overall feel, um, Brad Stevens has a better uh, grasp on the team now that you don't have, uh, sorry to Kyrie, but, you know, those hard-headed people in the locker room. Um, and Al Horford, you know, I, I hated that they lost him, but... Um, overall, I think that it's a new era. This is what Boston wanted. You kind of got rid of the, the older vets, and now you've surrounded the team. Um, you know, with, it's sprinkled in with that young talent that's just going to continue to take them into the future. Quick question: Would you still trust? Would would uh, who would take your last shot on that? For the team? Celtics right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. hmm. I'm taking. I'm taking Kemba. Yep. Even yeah. though I said, you know, Jalen Brown, he, he's shooting well he's this clutch, year. Man. I don't, Kemba's I don't, clutch. That's yeah. the thing. He's clutch. I mean, it goes all the way back to UConn and Amen. the Big East tournament. You know? Amen. Like, Amen. Like Kemba all day. Amen. Dave. Yes, sir. How many times during a typical Laker game do you think that Anthony Davis should get rid of his unibrow? Hmm. How many times does it cross your mind? Dude, I mean, it's like every time you see him, it's not, you're like almost surprised, but that it's still there. Yeah. And yeah. you literally can't think of anything else. No. By like, other than why. Yeah. Like. So easy. It, it's, it's like, you don't want, you don't want to make fun of somebody for something they can't help. But that they can right. help. He can, he, uh, it's very simple. It's, it's, it's. Someone should have showed him how to do that in high school. Well, and before you, he was getting. <laughs> 
And you, you know he knows now, and he's just like, pass. Because he says it's his signature, and you're like, well, that's not... That's not a cool signature, bro. Nope. Like, no, you could literally have any sign. Like, it could be changed so easily. You could have something actually cool. But like, <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. He's get so it. vanilla that like I actually maybe he can't have a signature thing. Maybe not. Maybe not. It is a question. Claude, is Miami really the third best team in the uh, in the East Coast? Like they are ranked right now. Hmm. Uh, no, and I, and I don't like saying no to this because I like Miami, but, uh, you know, I think Miami, Jimmy Butler deserves so much credit. And, you know, they were asking Spo, uh, Spo the other day, Spolstra, what's your definition of a max guy, pretty much? You know, why is Jimmy Butler worth this max contract that he's on? And, you know, a max player to a championship coach isn't somebody who just drops 30 points per game every night. It's somebody who does all the intangibles on the basketball court. Um, with Jimmy Butler... He has fit the mold of that Miami, you know, gritty style of basketball that they play and really, really evolved um, their game to the next level. I think just he can't get enough credit. So that being said, I don't see it lasting that long. I think that we've seen a lot of really great early season success with uh, the rookies, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow. Um, those guys are playing really well, but can they keep that up in a playoff series when they are going up against the likes of, you know, Giannis or whoever the superstar is, are they able to, to conduct their defensive schemes the, the right way every single game, every single play, because there's no room for error in the playoffs. I don't know if, if that's this team right now. I think mm. for regular season and growth, yeah, they're great. They're fun to watch. It's cool to see them succeed. But yes. in the playoffs, will they maintain that success i just don't know if i can trust it with with all the young talent so i'm gonna say they're not um mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. think they're in the third spot looking at like the raptors and philly and, and the pacers i think the pacers honestly are probably a top three team once mm. oladipo and, and rob nice nice dave um, yep. if you could be a ball boy for any team mm -hmm. in the nba mm -hmm. which team would it be mm -hmm. Um, right now, I think it's probably the Lakers. You know, you get the L.A. Uh, vibe. So you get all the actors and famous people that come to the games. And then, you know, if you get cool with LeBron, you can get a pair of his, like, shoes. So I like it. You know, I think, th I think that'd be pretty sweet. You know what mine would be, don't you? Uh, no. Who would yours be? Charlotte, man. I'm getting near Jordan. Charlotte? You know I'm getting close. As soon as Jordan walks in, I'm going to be yeah. like, hey! And he's going to be like, who the had a 35-year-old be a ball boy? Be a ball boy? This guy's boy. freaking me out. <laughs> Why is he over there? And I'll be like, hey, anyway, so I got these shoes if you want to sign them and be cool, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe. Or you want to you shoot some balls with me? Yeah, we can shoot around, maybe. I don't know. Ping pong? I heard you're into that. Hmm. Just any, anything. It's cool. They'll kick me out the de next day. All right, Claude. Yep. Who should yes. be the starting East Coast All-Stars and starting West Coast All-Stars? Give me the rundown of your two teams there. Who, who are you thinking? Hmm. All right. So on the East, it, it makes it it's tough because the deserving players, and, and first off, they need to get rid of the guards in the front court. Yes. They've got, like in the West, they've got LeBron listed in the front court. Yeah. He's clearly like Lakers point guard this year. A mm -hmm. um, couple years ago when James Harden went from shooting guard to point guard, they classified him that whole season as a point guard. He led the league in assists that year. Yeah. I think that they need to get rid of the guard in the front court situation. Just vote the best players in. Now, I like that. I like that. Um, 
I think that if you're going to do it front court and guards like they like they are, then um, the most deserving this year in the East are are Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, and Giannis, who are leading the vote. So true. Um, but the thing is, is Siakam has been injured the last two and a half weeks. So if he continues to stay out, he's going to definitely not be as worthy of that All Star nod, which. I think Jimmy Butler from Miami would slide into that slot. Nice. Um, who's actually in the fourth spot in votes, fan votes anyway. So um, I think that you probably are looking at in the back or in the front court, Giannis, Embiid, and Butler mm-hmm. as far as the guards go. Um, Tyree's voted in at two right now, but he doesn't deserve it. He hasn't been on the court. Nope. Kimba Walker's in the three spot, so I'm going to take Kimba as a starting guard. Okay. And I don't like re- I don't like rewarding bad you know bad teams or players on bad teams. But there's not one other guard. You look at them, you know, Derrick Rose, Zach Levine, um, Ben Simmons, maybe. But there's there's issues in Philadelphia. So Trey Young is is really that other guard mm. that can fit into that spot and make his first All Star team. What? So nice. Trey Young, Kimba Walker, Anna, uh, uh, Anacumbo, Embiid, and, and uh, Butler. Okay. So West Coast. West Coast. Uh, I like the way that they the fans voted for the front court. LeBron, uh, AD, and Kawhi are in the top three spots. Yeah. I think that. Um, Kawhi or Paul George really could have that spot because both of them have been on the court about the same amount of time. Kawhi hasn't played a back-to-back game in like two years. So right. um, I, I like the front court there. Now, Doncic uh, is playing that point small forward role for Dallas, and they have him listed as a guard. LeBron, they have him listed as a front court guy. So that doesn't make much sense to me, but Doncic and Harden lead the way in the guard category. I'm perfectly fine with that. So then you're looking at... Harden, Doncic, James, Davis, and Leonard for your five. Got it. Nice. I like that. I'm looking forward to it. It's coming up, man. Only a month. It's, it's going to be so much fun. This, and, and, and again, if they take away the front court and the guards um, and they just do positionless basketball, better. who's to say maybe like two years from now, Carl Anthony Towns isn't starting a quote-unquote uh, quote point guard for his all-star team. You know what I mean? Like It's just fun to see. I like it. I like it. Dave, here we go. Using right. using Google reviews, which NBA stadium do you think was ranked the best out of these four stadiums? Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Brooklyn Nets with the Barclay Center. Toronto Raptors no. with the Air Canada Center. The Atlanta no. Hawks Phillips Arena. Or the Orlando oh. Magic Amway Center. Which one had the best ranking? Hmm. Uh, man, I don't know much about the Toronto one other than they have like Jurassic Park. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that they probably voted that one pretty high. But I've also heard good things about Atlanta. So if I'm wrong, that's my number two. Orlando Magic. Orlando Dang Magic it. Amway Center. 4.616 overall ranking. 4.616. Nice. Pretty nice. Good job, Orlando. Good job. Claude, two <laughs> last biggest questions here. Here are the big questions. Here's the last one. Who is the Eastern oh, Conference Finals? Who do we have in the Eastern Conference? Hmm. Whew. So, again, I, I'll go back to Indiana. I like when Oladipo and, and Brogdon's been in and out that lineup all year. I think that if they can stay healthy um, – they're going to definitely be be right there at the end. Now, Boston, I don't think that they're the, they're clearly the second best team to me. Um, I don't think Toronto has a closer to get them through. But the the biggest question for all these teams are: Can I beat Milwaukee? So um, it depends on what the seeding is, obviously, at the end of the year. But 
Um, let's just say uh, we get either Philly or Indiana versus Milwaukee, and if Milwaukee buckles down uh, and plays defense the way that they that they can, and Giannis just continues to develop that three point shot, um, talk about big playoff moments. This could be his this year. So, so true. like it. I think Milwaukee will definitely be there coming out the East this year. Uh, I, you can either choose between Boston. Philly or Indiana to take that second spot. All right. Okay. Here we go, Dave. Last Ooh. question for you. Here we go. Okay. Uh, recently, on Christmas Day, uh, the Christmas Day game, AD fell into the stands and fell on the top of Kevin Hart. Afterwards, uh. <laughs> most of the Laker team, they came over and they joked and laughed with Kevin. I don't know if you saw that, but like LeBron yeah, came yeah. over. Everybody Pretended to like fall over. Yeah, yeah, they were laughing and everything. Question, yeah. how jealous do you think Drake was of Kevin Hart after that moment? Hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Drake, Drake wants like professional athletes and even college athletes to love him so bad yeah. that he's willing to just like flip-flop teams until he gets the love he's shown. So, you know, he was definitely salty. Totes jelly. That's Totes right. jelly is the synopsis. Totes jelly. All right, Claude, last one. Who's going to be in the Western Conference Finals? Hmm. Uh, the two best teams in, in the Western Conference is what everyone thinks, and I know that they've been struggling recently with the Clippers and the Lakers. So. Yeah, yeah. Again, right now, the Clippers are in the four spot. Uh, the Lakers are in the one spot. So if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't meet in the finals because the conference finals because they would go up against each other in possibly the second round. So right, right. I think at the end of the year, it'll even out. I like the Clippers and Lakers as the best two teams. But I'll tell you what, man, going back to Luka Doncic, oh, yeah. I think this is, this is something else to see. I mean, the guys put up more triple doubles than... Any other player, but you know, at his age, more than LeBron, I think he's got like 11 compared, you know, at this point in his age when LeBron had like 10. Um, he is something else, and he's been playing on this level for a long time, uh, not the NBA per se, but a professional level. That's right. Um, he's used to the big moment. He's been relied upon as a young kid for a long time to, to do these things that we see him doing right now and think are amazing. They're normal to him. I mean, it's, yeah. it's absolutely insane to watch what he's doing. Um, and how he has made Dallas turn into a, a legitimate playoff contender. And if somehow he gets hot and Kristaps Porzingis decides he wants to start shooting a little bit better from the field, what? I wouldn't be surprised to see Dallas as a sneaky playoff team there. Wow. I, don't, I mean, think, about the, Wait, think about the forces in the NBA. You have Giannis, you have a KD, you have a LeBron, you have an AD. Um, Luka's in there. He yeah. is now in the conversation with a player that, that you might not be able to control uh, defensively, and, and that's what you have to have in the playoffs. So I think it's the Lakers and the Clippers, sneaky team. I'm going to say Dallas, and just we don't have to go into it, but Utah as well. Nice, nice. We'll get there. We will get there. Well, we are up against a break, man, but Claude, it's been fantastic again, man. It's been fantastic. I feel... I feel rejuvenated, refreshed. It's the new year. Happy to be back on the show. I just, I thank y'all as always for having so me. True. We're gonna get, we're gonna get you on in April, man. We're gonna get you there before, definitely before, uh, before uh, the the playoffs. Hopefully before before the All Star game too. We'll get a quick one in there. Awesome, awesome. Well, I have to let y'all know how uh, how I end up in my fantasy rankings, nice. and um, that'll be the truth. The true, um, Tell all. you know, I like I it. Bar of, of if I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Listeners, we will be right back. We are going to hear from Bella Vita right here on the Doc G Show. Why don't you really know what you want? 
two reasons that you don't really know what you want. Number one, you have it. Number two, you don't know yourself. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Hats off to Claude Lathan once again for coming on the show. What do you think the odds are? 
What, what do you think, Dave? Uh, his his claim. You think it's going to be? Uh, I I was getting the feeling he was thinking Lakers versus Milwaukee in the finals. Yeah, that's I'm, what I was getting. I mean, that's kind of the popular opinion, but I mean, you know, the the two teams are just they're on fire right now, and they just got they just I'm, have so much talent. I'm going to go crazy. Lose word. This is what I want to say. I'm going to go nuts with my prediction, and it's probably not going to happen because it's just what I want to see. Yeah. But I'm going to say Clippers versus Boston. Ooh, That's what I'm going to say. Whoa. Yeah. Write, it, write that down, just, folks. Write it down. It's going to be wrong, folks. It's going to be wrong. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dave, we are going to go on to our last birthday suit, and as I told All you, right I don't know if you're going to get this one. That's okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. I... I I would have thought you were going to get this one until we did the Billie Eilish and you didn't get it. So, I don't, I don't know. Sort of in the same vein here. Here we go. Anyways. Born January 8th, 2000. Jeez. 2000. In Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Her parents are Tish Cyrus and Billy Ray Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Like her sister, Miley, our birthday suit wearer grew up performing and singing started acting when she was two in the show doc Sweet. she then did several stints on the hannah montana show it was announced on two uh, november 15 2016 that she had signed a deal with barry weiss mm. barry weiss yeah and uh in 2017 she opened for katie perry uh, on the Witness Tour. Oh. Most recently, on July 31st, she released a song called July, which was the first single of her upcoming debut album. That's right. Notably, for three months, she dated Little Zan. I don't know if you remember Little Zan. Nah. But he was the guy that was hospitalized for eating too many flaming Cheetos, and he didn't remember who t- or didn't know who Tupac was. So that's real winner. But no, that sorry. One. Sorry, he he did know who Tupac was. He didn't think any of his songs were good. Oh, Sorry, take that I back. don't know who the birthday suit. Per- I didn't even know Miley Cyrus had a sister. Or she brother. has she has four <laughs> siblings. Isn't that crazy? Wow, four siblings. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? I didn't know no. either, man. It's Noah Cyrus. <laughs> Noah Happy Cyrus. birthday, Noah. Yeah, I went. I went uh, creeping on her socials. There, I went creeping on the socials, and mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be honest. It's not a contest or anything. But I think I'm more of a fan of Miley. So true. Gotcha. Yeah, like it's not a it's not a contest. I'm just saying that Noah didn't win me over. Gotcha. Uh, dig a little bit on Miley's vibes more than Noah's. That's all. It could change. I don't know. It could change. I'm just saying. She's turning the big 2-0, Dave. Oh 2-0. shoot. Yeah, I remember too hard. when I turned. I remember when I turned 2-0 back Do you? in 1967. Nope. Yeah, that's a good time. long time ago. I know. I know. It's a good time. It's a good time listening to the, the tunes of the day. The what? Beatles were on the radio. Elvis uh, was still alive. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh. You don't even know. Anyways, Dave, this is the point of the, the, the uh, show where I tell you about the great shows we have coming up. And, of course, yeah, we do. Is. We've got John Paul White coming up. I promised him last year. He got a little tired out. We had to switch uh, switch shows. He's coming back on the show. Very excited. Four-time Grammy winner. That's right. In the Civil Wars, Dave. Have you ever heard of the Civil Wars? Super nah. famous group. My goodness. They're a super famous group. I went on I need, Spotify. I need to get out from I could, under my rock. 
I couldn't I couldn't believe how many listens they had on the Spotify there, the Civil Wars. It was nuts. Dang. He was in the Civil Wars. Now he's doing a solo thing. Very popular artist. We've got a lot of other folks coming on the show. I can't wait. I'm extremely excited. But we gotta we gotta hang it up for today. It's been a yeah, it's been man. a great show. I'm about hyped about NBA. I'm hyped about Bella Vita. I'm hyped about many many a things, Dave. Dude, you many are a hyped. But I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles, Berlin. I did a little check, guys, a little HTH of my own. Uh-oh. Mr. David S. Reed, governor of North Carolina. Verified. From 1851 to 1854. Nice. Good job, Dave. Way to dig. You're welcome. Way to dig. David. David S. Reed. The, the digger. Yeah, David the Digger. New new nicknames. Certified. <laughs> Certified Doc G special right there. But until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs>